Welcome back. This is part eight of the Pali Scriptures portion of Edward Reeb's Buddhist Books podcast. Yes, I've gone and done it. There's a new phrase you're going to start hearing. Uh, and that phrase is, for those of you watching me on YouTube, if this is the first time you're seeing me, if this is the first video you're seeing, click here instead and uh, start with episode one of the Dhammapada. That's the playlist. For those of you listening on the podcast, eh? um, I, you, you don't see me, so I didn't point to anything. But I do recommend starting with the first episode of the podcast. I know some people like to kind of like jump in and see what the most recent episode was. Or there's like something about like, you know, hearing the most recent thing that seems more like real or more somehow like alive or I don't know what it is. It's sort of a, an emotional thing, I think. Um, but yeah, for this... You know, sure, yeah, by all means, you can sample and see what I'm about if you want to do it that way. But I do recommend starting with the beginning. And on the podcast, uh, that'll start with an introduction to the podcast, which I just recorded yesterday. Part of which I recorded more like 39 or 38 years ago. But that'll make sense if you check out the uh, podcast. Now, for those of you who have been watching and are interested in the idea of switching over to uh, listening to this on their morning commute rather than, you know, having to set aside time to stare at a screen or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I just submitted it to Apple uh, this morning, which means they haven't had time to process it to the degree where you can just search for Edward Reeves Buddhist books and it'll pop up. Same with Google. Um, I updated my site map, my my site map, my site map XML file, and I submitted my XML file RSS feed to you know for these technical uh some of you know what i'm talking about and some of you are like what is he talking about right now it's uh don't worry about it unless you want to start a podcast in which case worry about it and that's you know google is your friend but uh so what i'm going to do is i'm going to put it here for those of you watching you know what i'm talking about you just saw a url appear i'll leave it there for a little while so you can type it in uh you know there's got to be an option on your on your podcast app whether it be an iPhone with the you know Apple podcast or or if it's any of the other podcast apps there's an option um, add RSS feed or search for RSS feed if you type this in exactly as it is all lowercase and uh, you know that's https colon forward slash forward slash edward dash com forward slash bb or actually it's going this way I'm seeing a mirror image but you're not uh, bb dot xml okay let's move along shall we let's not waste any more time on that um so yeah that's new i decided what the heck why not and so so now it's a podcast um, but it did start out as a youtube playlist and so for those of you who were listening to the podcast and diligently listened from the first episode until now this is the first episode in which that podcast you've been listening to exists as a podcast and so up until now you've heard me say as you can see here you know just like assuming you can see and i apologize i didn't know i didn't know that that you were going to be hearing me without seeing me at any point until i just spontaneously i don't know what prompted it i just decided eh, what the heck i'll make it a podcast so all right 
for those of you who this is the first episode you're seeing, yeah, it's all like this, pretty much. Um, this episode is brought to you by a fading mar- Marauders. Mar- I don't, I'm not a big Harry Potter buff. I'm a medium Harry Potter buff. I was like at a five and a half with Harry Potter, and then after JK came out as a turf, now I'm hovering between two and three. I, I will see the Dumbledore movie when it comes out. I haven't completely, you know, I'm not boycotting JK, but I do stand with my, my trans buddies. Is that allowed? I hope so. Um, trying, to, trying to be in two worlds at once. Uh, Harry Potter land, and I mean, I know there's a few people who are on that, you know, in that world that, uh, that also can't give up Harry Potter, even though they can't stand JK's, uh, her new uh, thing that she's into being public about. Okay. And Chappelle, right? My God. Yeah, we do get political on here, so uh, fasten your seatbelts. Okay. So, a couple of things to clear up. Now, I do not want for my ignorance to spread like slime through the universe. That is not my goal here. So when I catch myself saying something, you know, because I'll say things that I think I'm right about, and then I double check after I say them publicly and find out I was wrong, right? So, Mahavir, which I believe means great monastery, because in the text I was reading, it said it meant great monastery. And then I said right after that, Baha means great, but I don't know what Vir means. Uh, So yeah, I think that's what that means. Um, So Mahavir was also the the name of a man who was the spiritual successor of the 23rd, see I've got my hidden screen here, uh, Tirhankara Parshvanatha. What is that? Well, it's like the lineage of Jainism. So Jainism was, was started by Vardhamana Jnatiputra, which I am not pronouncing correctly, and I'm not pretending to pronounce correctly, or to know how to pronounce correctly. Um, so he was alive from 599 to 527 before Common Era, or before Christos, for those of you who are into that I don't know why I'm choosing that accent. So basically, like, he and Buddha were around very close to the same time. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, but his, his name was Vardhamana Jnati Putra. That was the founder of Jainism, the first guy. But the 24th, like, patriarch, the 24th uh, spiritual successor of him was Mahavir, also known as Vardhamana. So like I mentioned in the previous episode with, uh, with Indian names, there's, you know, there's like a billion people and there's only like 10 names. You know, so like if, you, if someone says, you know, Vardhamana from Jainism, you can say, what do you mean? The founder or the 24th successor of the founder? And they'll go, ah, you've been listening to Edward Reeves' Buddhist Books podcast, haven't you? Okay, enough about that. There was one other small thing, which is when I said, for those of you who are watching me on YouTube, you might have noted that when I said MSS, I looked at the camera like, what the hell is MSS? Uh, it, it just means manuscripts. It's like, <clears throat> you know, uh, scholars speak, you know, they, they abbreviate things like, you know, the kids 
with their with their yolos and their that's probably nobody says that anymore i'm like way behind in my trying to sound hip uh yeah kids used to say yolo right and uh there's all always abbreviations and new abbreviations and even okay was once once a you know a, a a hipster youngin thing like 200 years ago i think uh just before the telegraph people started saying okay as uh as an acronym for all clear but all spelled with an o so all clear <laughs> yeah, clear spelled with a k all spelled with an o all clear okay and then when the telegraph came around that was a really convenient way to say yeah i got your message so they'd say okay and so immediately uh after the telegraph you know the transatlantic cable can you I can't believe that our ancestors did this stuff like so long ago. That and the uh, the the Dutch like reclaiming this vast not reclaiming but claiming a vast amount of the ocean floor using those windmills to like push the ocean back. Someone ought to write. If it, it, has anybody written some kind of post-apocalyptic thing where those windmills all stop working or whatever modern technology they they replaced it with or that are that are that's assisting the windmills to keep the ocean back and the ocean comes back in and and then uh and then the netherlands are tiny again that hasn't been written yeah write it get on that anyway so we covered all the mistakes from previous episodes let's get to uh real quick for those of you watching on YouTube, um, this is a good book. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, it's called Making the Ordinary Extraordinary by Tamara Lucid, and it's about Manly Palmer Hall. If you know that name, I recommend this book. And for those of you watching, I recommend this interview with the author that I and a couple of my friends conducted just the day before yesterday. Okay, that's that. Um, so let's get started, shall we? We're jumping in where we left off with uh, Pali literature. Um, this is volume seven of A History of Indian Literature. And it's like, you know, sort of a dry textbook version of, well, I'm going to assume that you've been watching the previous episodes and not explain things I've already explained. Picking up right where we left off now. <clears throat> the schools of Banakas also had their own views about the history of early Buddhism. E.g., I assume, example, the dig. Uh, have I read this already? I think I might have. Jeez, I hope not. Well, anyway, I'll just keep going. Um, okay, so, for example, the dig Digga Banakas said that the Bodhisattva saw all four Nimitas on the same day, while the other Banakas had other views. The Mejima Banakas gave a different reason from the Diga Banakas for Ananda's late arrival. Yeah, we did read this. Why didn't I move this little thing? Um, the Pali Vinaya goes on to relate how, following a dispute over certain points, yes, we read that already. Um, at some time after the Second Council, the dissident monks split off from the Theravadins. Okay, okay, this sounds like something we haven't read yet. So, um... Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, so after I said in the presence of 700 bhikkhus and noted that that was only 200 more than the 500 bhikkhus that were at the uh, first council 100 years earlier, <clears throat> approximately, uh, Rivada asked the Tara Sabakamin about the discipline. 
This council is described in the Vinaya as Vinaya Sangiti. That part we've probably already read, but this next part I don't think we have. The Dipavamsa calls it a Dhamma Sangaka and is followed in this by the Mahavamsa. The latter source adds, this is definitely new stuff here, the latter source adds, so this might not be true because it's only in one of the two things that are whatever I just said. I'll re-listen to it a few times and then hopefully it will sink in. Uh, the, the latter source adds that the 700 were Tipitakatapyadarins. All right. Buddha Gosa expands the story. We'll just assume that Bodhigosa, or Buddha Gosa, knows what he's talking about. After all, he was a 5th century Theravadan scholar monk, right? Uh, okay, maybe he knows what he's talking about. Uh, we'll just go with it. <clears throat> he expands the story and says that 700 Dipitakhadaras were chosen to rehearse the Dhamma and the Vinaya, which they recited in their entireties. At some time after the Second Council, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the dissident monks split off from the Theravadins and held their own great council, in quotes, called uh, Mahasangiti. So there was another Mahasangiti. This is a different Mahasangiti. Well... Dissident monks, eh? What is this, Syria in the 600s AD? Or was that 700s? They were upset about, like, I don't know, the, uh, they were saying that, oh, well, Jesus is all... I, correct me if I'm wrong. Do comment below. But I, they had some issue with, like, some part of... In one of the ecumenical councils, uh, they were saying, is Jesus 100% man or 100% God or 50-50 or what is it? And then someone said... It's 100% man and 100% God, which is a paradox. It's a divine paradox, and we're not meant to understand. And all the, uh, the bishops were like, here, here, yes, yes, that, that sounds right. And the Syrians were like, you guys are just making shit up now. You know, and they were like, hey, you know, you've, uh, you've, you've marked this podcast as non-explicit, so uh, we're going to report you. Please don't report me. That would be annoying. I don't want to have explicit written on my... Anyway, I occasionally use the S word and sometimes the F word. So sue me. All right. That's not what they said. They said, you're just making things up. And, uh, and everybody said, well, you with us or against us? And they said, we're, we're, we're out of here, you know. And so then they split, and then the Syrian Orthodox were up against, like, the, the Turks on one side and the Romans on the other side. They were like, you're an anti-papist, which included the Greeks back then. The Greeks were papists. Can you imagine a world before 1000, before the Great Schism, when, like, Africa, Egypt, you know, I, mean, yeah, I know Egypt's in Africa. Get off my case. Uh, Russia and, and Asia and Rome were all on the same side, and they were all looking at Syria saying, you anti-papist, you didn't agree with the Seventh Ecumenical Council where we dis determined the divinity and the manness of Jesus. You know, we're not going to back you up against the Muslims, and, and we're also going to screw with you whenever we feel like it. And so they had it rough. They had it rough for a while, for like a couple hundred years at least, before the Great Schism, when Greece said, hey, Pope, the Infilioque is going too far. And also we have this guy we want to make uh, the Archbishop in Athens. And, you know, he's, he's in, in tight with all the leaders and stuff. And so this kid that you picked when he was a kid because he could heal or whatever. Or no, it was like, they, the, the, it was the other way around. The, the Athenians, 
I think, had this kid in mind that he was going to be the next archbishop, but then someone came along and was a healer, and the Pope was like, well, you should be the next archbishop in Athens. And Athens was like, excuse me, um, no, like, we already have a guy in mind. And then uh, Rome was like, oh, and also the Germans uh, screwed up the translation of the Nicene Creed, and they said that the Holy Spirit proceedeth from the Father and the Son. And I know he just proceeds from the Father, but uh, we're going to need everybody to update their, their, their Nicene Creed to, to go with the German typo now. And the, the Greeks were like, that's it. We're out. And hence the Great Schism. So they had a Great Schism, or at least a Schism. Right, let's let's get back to Buddhism, shall we? That's enough uh, pre-medieval Christianity for one day, or I guess that is medieval, technically. When was... Well, anyway, okay. doop de doo So they had their own great council. They consequently became known as Mahasangitikas. All right. The, the Mahasangitikas or Mahasangikas. All right. During the following centuries, further splits occurred from both the Theravadans and the Mahasangikas. See, once you get that schismatic current going, then it's just they're going to schism off the schism, and the schism will schism, and then it'll break them apart, and that's why everybody has to stick together and don't break your fucking oath. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm pro-schism at times, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a, it is a little like Life of Brian with the, the splitting and the splitting and the splitting off the splitting, that whole, whole human element of uh, the hierarchies and stuff. You have someone like Buddha at the top and everybody's like, wow, he's so wise. And some of them in their hearts are like, one day I'll be sitting up on the throne and everybody will be listening to me. <laughs> oh, pretend to be wise. And then like the Buddha passes away and they're like, now is my chance. Like the Skeksis. Now is my chance. You know, I, I am the emperor. No, I challenge. You know, that whole thing. Uh, the dark crystal, if you were wondering. It's a Muppet thing. Anyway, um, so yeah, that happens in Buddhism and Christianity and everywhere where you have groups that are organized in a hierarchical fashion, which is why those uh, those Namu Myoho Renge, or excuse me, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo people have a point. That is the point they have. They don't have any other point other than that people should, you know, there should be world peace. The Lotus Sutra is not as good as they say it is, but they are right about that hierarchical structure of temples and how it breeds corruption. They have a point. That is the point that they have. Okay. Blessings to you if you're watching. Um, I had I had a good time the time that my coworker brought me to one of your events. Anyway, see the map vanished because the coffee cooled off. It's magic. Go back in time a hundred years and it'll be magic. Anyway, all right. Where were we? Uh, how much longer should we read this one before we move to the other one? Good question. How many paragraphs did we read? One and a half. That's the speed at which we're moving through this, which is why it will take decades for me to get through all these books. So this is going to be a long show. If you're not enjoying it, don't listen to it anymore. If you are enjoying it, well, good. That's fun. Um, we do occasionally get back to the text. 
Sometimes I read more. I, I was looking at the old Dhammapada episodes, and I was like, oh my god, I read through like 90% of some of those episodes. <laughs> but uh, I'm lucky if I read through 10% of these recent ones. Um, or you're lucky, or somebody's lucky. The book is lucky. But this is a little bit more boring than Dhammapada. Dhammapada was the words of the Buddha. I felt like I'd be rude if I was interrupting, you know? But this is like, and then the this schism, and then those guys, and then this happened, but I won't explain why. Hmm. Let's move on to the next thing. That's what they sound like. Okay. <clears throat> Until by the time of the early chronicles, 18 sects were known and named. Someone should just make one big... Okay. Uh, the earliest Pali source for the account of the Third Council held during the reign of Ashok uh, and not mentioned as such in the northern Buddhist sources is the Vipa, Dipavamsa. All right, let's look that up later. My brain is not absorbing it. There we read, and maybe we will read when the books come from the Polytext Society in London, uh, anyway, there we read that the council was held after the expulsion of certain heretics from the order. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that phrase is triggering. Anyway, um, Mogaliputa Mogali presided over 1,000 bhikkhus. <clears throat> more schisms, more growth, apparently. Some things. And uh, during the course of the I know the pieces fit because I watched them fall away, mildewed and smoldering, That's It's better than this. Anyway, <clears throat> I've done the math enough to know the dangers of our second guessing, doomed to crumble unless we grow. Strengthen our communication. It's okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're having the most fun. The people who know what I'm talking about are like, yeah, stop singing Schism by Tool and get back to the text. Okay. And now you too know what I'm doing. So where were we? Uh, yeah, a thousand bhikkhus, and during the course of the Sangiti, was it the Maha Sangiti? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it was. He recited the Katavatu. The, Mahasav, the Mahavamsa adds the detail that the bhikkhus were all tepitakas. Buddha Gosa states that they recited both the Dhamma and the Vinaya. All right, all right. Let's stick that there. All right. Um, Okay, moving right along. We've got like six minutes left. Let's do a bit of not sasana vamsa. And by the way, you can pause that if you want to read it. Okay. Um, that was for the people on YouTube, by the way, for those of you listening. It was my review. You can look up sasana vamsa on uh, probably amazon.in and uh, find my review. I just put a screenshot of it on the screen for a few seconds. Okay, <clears throat> now switching gears to Sasanavamsa, or rather Mabel Bodhi PhD's commentary on the Sasanavamsa, which we have a photocopy of in this book. 
But we don't have the Sasanavamsa in English, but we do have it in Burmese. I'm sure glad I spent those 2,000 rupees on this, or however much I spent. Anyway, um, Ajata, ooh, Ajata Gatru, the friend of the Buddha. Well, I should know his name. Ajata Gatru. Ajata Gatru. Ajata Gatru, the friend of the Buddha. Maybe if we sing it, it'll. Anyway. Okay. Dvata um, Ponka. Let me get the magnifying glass because, as I mentioned, it's a photocopy of a book from the Polytext Society in London who will send you the books directly if you order it from them. But I uh, instead got this photocopy of one of their books which technically, according to the back of the book, is legal for them to publish because it's in the public domain. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so the Devata Panka being king is mentioned as the uh, contemporary of Kala Koka, or maybe Kala Soka, just considering it's the C has a dot under it and they spelled Ashoka with a C with a dot under it. So let's go ahead and say Kalasoka, the former being king of Burma in the year 100 of religion, which is uh, 700 common era-ish, I guess. Finally, the date of the third council is said to have fallen in the 12th year of the reign of Rampanka. Do you feel a little more enlightened? Ah, yeah, me too. So enlightened. Oh my God. I'm so glad I'm reading this. Right? It really, really is enlightening. Okay. King of uh, Sinketa. Prom. Promi. Prom. In parentheses. All right. Maybe that's the author of the book who said that, that Rampanka was... That, never mind. The section of chapter one that deals with the missions, which we could read if it was in English, but instead we're going to read your commentary, <clears throat> it may be said to strike the keynote of the Sasanavamsa. May be said. The commentary says that it may be said to strike the keynote. Well, if only we could read it, then we could, uh, you know decide that for ourselves but it's not in English it says it's the English version of the Sasanabam so that's why I'm complaining so I wrote that review anyway uh, the author gives a few explanatory notes on the nine regions visited by the first missionaries and of these nine five are placed in Indochina maybe that's the keynote hmm well Good. All right. The enlightenment light bulb just went off over my head. I feel like I'm in the pure land. With uh... Anyway, his horizon seems to be, uh, let's use the old, limited. limited, okay. First, by an orthodox desire. Who? the orthodox desire. Anybody looking for a new band name? to claim most of the early teachers for the countries of the South. Open parentheses, and hence to prove the purest possible sources for the Southern doctrines, close parentheses. And, secondly, by a certain feeling of national pride. 
Wow, they had that back then? I thought they uh, imported that from... Okay. Uh, right. Indochina. National pride. Are they talking about Burma? What are they talking about? Burma. National pride. I'll buy it. They had, they had national pride back then. They have something going on now. I was like, I'm you know, American, so we don't know anything going on outside of America unless America is directly involved. And so I was Googling traveling to Burma and I, well, you can imagine my surprise, unless you're American, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, Google that and you'll find out. Unless you watch the news or whatever, then nerd. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, according to, wait, where was I? And secondly, by a certain feeling of national pride. Uh, according to this account, Mahamogaputa, and that's with an H, Mahamogaputa, Tisa, open parenthesis, as if a special care for the religion's future of Marama, Marama, yes, close parenthesis, sent two separate missionaries to neighboring regions in the valley of the Irrawaddy, besides three others, who visited Laos and Pegu. A few geographical notes explain the nine regions, leaving out uh, Sihala, as follows. Suvanabumi, Bumi, yeah. uh, Avatar fans, anyone, is, as in the Atakata, that part was in parentheses, identified with um, S-N-D Hamapuya Sndamapuya Okay That is Taton at the mouth of the Sitong River Okay I'll buy it I'd buy that for a dollar um, So yeah the Lotus Sutra is more fun to read in a similar way that um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, Lord of the Rings is more fun to watch than like uh, an 18-part documentary series about the history of anything, right? Okay. I'm not saying anything, I'm just saying... All right, well, um, yeah, okay. Well, we said we weren't going to get anywhere, and we, we didn't get anywhere, so we'll pick up right where we left off next time and hopefully get nowhere. And uh, thank you all for tuning in and joining me on the Edward Reeves Buddhist Books podcast, also known as the Buddhist Books playlist on Edward Reeb's YouTube channel. Edward Reeb's YouTube channel. I, I'm Edward Reeb talking about myself in the third person like a weirdo. Not to say that people with identity displacement, what's that called? Anyway, are weird. You know, not in a bad way. Weird can be a good thing. Um, yeah, there's other things on that Edward Reeb YouTube page that you might enjoy. For example, my travels videos which are fun. The uh, first five uh, include Africa, Nepal, Bhutan, and they're very like, hmm, oh, what's happening? Oh, that's interesting. What's that sound? Oh, it's a bird, you know? And then uh, part six is uh, going into India for the first time. And then that's where music kicks in. 
and immediately, as soon as I write, I stepped through the door and I met Priya. I mean, it was a week later, but in the video, you know, basically we met right as soon as it, I went into India and there was music. And uh, so, you know, kind of in my life, there was music, you know. Um, and so parts six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven are musical. They're more like kind of music videos. They're very fun. So if you want to check that out, check out the travels videos. They're right there. For those of you on YouTube, I just pointed to something to those of you listening on the podcast. All right. I'll get into the flow of that. I didn't use this today. I'll just use it once. That, that right there, that is green Tara. All right. Um, that is the original painting that I used for the cover of Taco. Do I have another card? Check it out. Those are uh, some of my poems that are published in the book called Taco. And uh, toward the end of April, the sequel to Taco is going to come out. It's called Iberito. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, why are you here? Let's close, shall we? To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh. Until next time.